What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. Mark this day on your calendars, gentlemen, because today, come on, man, practices some hashtag equality. Kidding. Just kidding. We're not going to kowtow to the Me Too movement here. No, seriously, though, today I have my first ever female guest, the lovely Marine Corps chick, joined me today to discuss Red Pill, Rolo Tomasi, who she refers to as, as Candyman, you know, like the chocolate and caramel candy. Anyway... As you'll find out, she's not a fan of Rolo Tomasi and the Red Pill. I also explain Corey Wayne's philosophy and the 3% Man book. The audio isn't that great because we were sharing a microphone for this, so fair warning there. I'll bring you that conversation right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right, this week I have the first ever woman on on the Come On Man podcast. I have Marine Corps chick, the one and only 3% woman, Marine Corps chick. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Mr. Slusa. How are you doing? (laughs) I, the guys on the the guys in the three percent man Facebook group don't know that you call me Mister Slusive. <laughs> they do now. Oh shit! Oh <laughs> shit! But they do know you very well as Marine Corps chick. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I I, I talk about Marine Corps chick frequently, <laughs> and uh, I made an announcement to the to the group. I said uh, this was like. Back uh, on October 1st, I said, Marine Corps chick has asked me to be exclusive. That is all. <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, shit. And they were like all commenting. Like, what did you say? And some of the guys were like, did you tell her, nah, brah? You know, like, <laughs> I, was like I was like, no, I, 
I said, let's do this. Put it on lockdown. Yeah. I s- yeah. So how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? What do you think about this weather? Oh, yeah. So I don't know if the guys know this. Well, I mean, the guys know that I live out in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. Colorado. And at the time of this recording, which is still October, but it's almost the end of October. Um, but this won't publish till January. Oh, that's right. But it's cold as fuck outside. <laughs> um, this is an adult podcast, Marine Corps chick. And, uh, I'm okay with that because I don't have a filter. No. And you, we be warned. you are a Marine. I can't say we're a Marine. Indeedy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few guys on the in the group that are Marines. Yeah. So we decided to do this sort of synergistic podcast because you were dabbling, <laughs> you were sticking your your toes in the water, as it were. My epic fail with my first podcast, well, which I hated. Well, your I, I like to call it your dry run. My dry run. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. I yeah. definitely um, need some fine tuning. <laughs> well. So. Not, I mean, so people think that podcasting is easy. It's actually not. <laughs> you have to like kind of come up with ideas, and you have to speak, you know, clearly and have fluent thoughts and something interesting to talk about. Although I did, I will say I did like your dry run episode. I really did. That's that's funny that you liked it because I feel like I mean I. Oh, you were totally shitting all over three three percent man, but that's neither here nor there. Well, I got three percent man and Mr. Candyman backwards. Oh, Rolo Tomasi, you, mm-hmm. you call him Candyman because like Rolo the Rolo like the candy. Yeah, like the chocolate Stupid caramels. Man. Just kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> so I call it. Yeah. I call oh him my Mr. god! Candyman. Some of the guys on the page like worship Rolo Tomasi. It's he's the he's the red pill guy, right? He is the red pill guy, and um, by the time this this episode airs, I I would have I just published a podcast that I did with Three uh, Percent Brother Guy Gustafson from uh, Israel, mm-hmm. and and Guy loves all of Rolo's work. He's read like all of his books. He watches all of his YouTube videos and stuff like that. He knows more about Rolo than I do. I only know Rolo based on the first book that he wrote. Isn't he also the same guy who is like, oh, don't get married and, you know, be the, you know, plate spinner for eternity, but yes. he's married? Yes, he's married. Hypocrite. But I think, I think, uh, no, Guy explained it to me, though, that Rolo didn't, Rolo was already married, I guess, when he started doing the Red Pill stuff. So he didn't become anti-marriage until after he got married, which a lot of us do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest that. that's why there's definitely divorce in the world but yeah why, if he's so anti-marriage why is he still married that's a good point that's a good question and that's what i often ask on the page you know because i showed you a video that i did for the three percent man group mm-hmm. where it was um it was actually guy again guy had wired me some money to do a, a super question for one of rollo's uh live streams and the question was about like whether he should be plate spinning at his age because uh, Guy is my age, um, 41. And he was like, at my age, should I even worry about plate spinning or should I try just focus on trying to get into a long-term relationship? And Rolo's answer was, in a nutshell, 
Of course you should be plate spinning, but why would you even want to get into a relationship? And I was like, that's kind of a bullshit answer, you know, because I feel like every guy's goals are different. Now, like one of the things that I really like about Rillo is um, he basically like gets down to brass tacks based purely on broad psychology. And I think like you, like. I tore him apart. You absolutely do <laughs> do not agree with any of this. So that's fine. You, you can agree to disagree. Uh, but like Rolo basically talks about women's nature, um, women's psychology. It's very, uh, he talks a lot about hypergamy. The idea that women are always just trying to get with the best mate possible and, you know, stuff like that. It's very, you know, he, he just says, this is how it is. This is how women are, whether you agree or disagree. This is, this is what his premise is. Now, the difference where, like, so in your, uh, your initial dry run podcast episode, you were like, you sort of got the too confused. You I think were, I did. Definitely got it backwards. Yeah. You were thinking, uh, Corey Wayne was the super red pill guy. Mm-hmm. And, but I think you were really thinking of Rolo. Now, Corey Wayne's book is different. Corey talks about, uh, in general, women's nature, but how men can work with that. And basically, like, he gives you a start to finish guide on how to get dates with women, how to keep women interested in you and keep um, keep women attracted to you. And then once you get into uh, an exclusive relationship, if that's your goal, because some guys just want to be permanent plate sprinters and whatever to each their own. But once you get into that relationship, how to keep that relationship going and how to maintain that attraction long term. Mm-hmm. Guys that are just doing permanent plate spinning don't have to do all that work because they're just it's there. like it is. Permanent plate spinning is a fuckboy. Yes. We, okay. Yeah. I mean, you could say that <laughs> from, from a woman's perspective. Sure. A fuck boy. Yeah. A Chad. A Chad. A, ch- a Chad. <laughs> but I mean, like, it got, you know, different guys have different goals. So do women, though. There yeah. are there oh, are yeah. there yeah, are definitely. plenty of women out there that have no interest in long term relationships. They're just like they're just like, you know, what? I'm too busy. I just want. I just want that gratification and um, otherwise I'm just going to focus on my business. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. So there's, I mean, you know, it goes both ways. It does, but I definitely think, you know, for me, I would, I would get bored, you know, that mm-hmm. and like plate spinning in my perspective is you say it's easy. It I does. I think it's freaking hard. Like, yeah. you know. Um, That's a self-limiting belief, babe. Um, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't want to date more than one person. Because then they're like, okay, now you have to get this story. You have to remember two colors instead of one color. Uh You you have to remember two birthdays instead of one birthday. Who wants to do that? Like, you know, like... But, but, but like, I mean, if you're just just dating, mm -hmm. like, initial stages of dating, I'm talking, like, first couple months, Mm -hmm. you don't really have to worry about birthdays. Stuff like that. What if their birthdays within those few months? Like, hey, let's go have a beer, oh. celebrate, have a good time. Then you just have to be organized, I guess. Mark it on your calendar. Yeah, I don't have a calendar. I live and die by my calendar. I have an iPhone. You should put 
your shit on it. No. Live and die by it. <laughs> well, you have a much like more flexible job and lifestyle than most of us. Kind of a boss like that. Though, yeah. So, so um, without getting like too in depth, but you're you're a, a, a home health care giver. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you take care of like your best friend, former. Well, I guess I mean marine brother yeah and uh he's you know he's got certain issues and he needs someone to, to basically take care of him full-time mm-hmm. and that's your job mm-hmm. and uh so it's actually it works out pretty pretty well because you have like the, the most flexible schedule i've ever seen it's pretty awesome yeah i mean I, like i'm getting paid right now right just so you know. when i met you you were you know i was like you know what are you up to today oh, i was out fishing <laughs> i think i was fishing like literally three days in a row yeah you know you te- you actually no, because you you played the whole oh i'm not gonna text her for the first week game you know like punk like three percent man dumb because <laughs> <laughs> but but the funny thing is is uh i mean let me ask you, let me ask you a candid question. That whole, sure. that, so when I, I set up that, that definite date, mm-hmm. um, we, we met at, uh, CB's is there? and, uh, CB's is a and local we took a romantic moonlit walk around the lake. Yeah. I bet you didn't yeah. tell your brothers that. I did. Did you? Yeah. Because oh, that's what? called, that I, I went for the, uh, two dates in one method. It's a method. Yeah. It's a genius method. Oh, weird. Like you take some, you, t- you take someone uh, somewhere okay. and, and then you, you call it's like, it's, it has a name. Like, and you're just like, oh yeah, I took her to the lake. It's like, it's a strategy. No. Multiple locations. That's one day. Yeah. But it, but psychologically it's two days. In one. Really? 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 I think it worked. Well, yeah. Still one day. Look, though. you're right here right now. You're right here. Boom. Right now. Point proven. You're right here right now. Lucky you. <laughs> your face right now you're just like <laughs> how dare you right now sir no but ser- but in all seriousness um yeah i mean so so just to to talk to you about the three percent man book because you um you've downloaded the kindle edition you have you have not you have not read it yet i'm not i'm kind of i'm so now that i know that i have those those two people swapped yeah i'm a little bit more optimistic but i was honestly concerned about what i was going to find you know yeah um no i think you'll love it in in that first my dry run podcast you know i was i was pretty i was brutally honest you know i was you know i i I think i I don't remember which book it is so we were talking about leadership remember Mm -hmm. um how a man should take leadership Mm -hmm. in a relationship yeah. I said that's toxic, and I stand by that. I don't care if Corey Wayne says it. I don't care if Candyman says it. Mm-hmm. Um, Candyman th- doesn't say that. It's it's Corey Wayne? Corey Wayne says that, and then uh, there's another book that I've uh, read a bunch of times called Dating Essentials for Men by Dr. Robert Glover, and he says that as well. See, I don't... I, men, I don't men need to take the lead, and... Um, I don't think that's fair in any way, shape, or form. Not just because... I'm not, as someone said, a feminist... Um, I'm not going to mention names. This guy said I was a feminist though. (laughs) I think, Um, I think guy knows you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Hi guy. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Okay. Yeah. So So you think it's toxic? I do. Because, and not because 
the gentleman is trying to take initiative. I think that's very, very um, positive. However, it's a two-way street. You know, you can't expect one person to take the lead every single point in time. So maybe in certain aspects, sure, he takes the lead. But there's other aspects where the woman needs to take the lead. And then... So uh, just let me interject there. So basically the way Corey Wayne describes it in the book, it's not about being your boss. It's more about having a plan. So like when I set the date, for our first date, uh, a lot of guys, and I was like this too before I started learning about this. Um, I was the kind of guy that if I was trying to ask you on a date, I was very wishy-washy about it. I was like, so you wouldn't maybe want to go on a date, would you? And mm-hmm. very not, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, confident. Mm-hmm. And... And then you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to or something. And I'd be like, well, what do you like to do? You Would you like to go here? Would you like to go here? Like, it's more about being decisive and just saying, meet me here this time or whatever and having a plan. That way, um, it just makes it easier for, you know, for your date to, so she can just say yes. But I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and see, that's a, that's one of the things I really like about you. So like we went on that really nice uh, date where I took you out to sushi. I mm-hmm. took you to the speakeasy mm-hmm. and I kept it all secret. That's mm-hmm. all 3% man stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, keep the mystery up because oh, yeah, was, I had so much fun. Yeah. And I literally thought I was going to die for a minute. And then yeah, you're like, like oh. where the fuck are you taking me? Right <laughs> He's now? like saying a passer. I'm like, okay, do I need to run? <laughs> yeah. I'm in heels. This isn't going to work. <laughs> Yeah, it's but but so after that, now you're you have an idea. We have an upcoming date, mm-hmm. and you're keeping it a secret. Mm-hmm. That's just fun. Like that's fun. that I, I really having that type of partnership and a long term relationship. There, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not there. You know, there. There's nothing in the book that says that I shouldn't let you do that. Right. Because then, like, Corey talks about um, how sometimes there's guys that start off in this idea of having to take the lead, but they end up just becoming controlling. And that is that is toxic, absolutely. And Corey talks about it in the book. Okay, that that is clarified a little better. That definitely makes a little bit more sense. Because when you say a man needs to take leadership, that sounds pretty aggressive. You know what I mean? Like, in a sense that, you know... I don't even know how to how to put it, but mm-hmm. it just kind of I don't even I don't even have a word for it. Um, and then the other thing we were talking about was <clears throat> so I I did cheat. So you told yeah. me not to listen. <laughs> so yeah. I well, I said so. Like, yeah. So you <laughs> knew about the podcast, and you were uh, like, "How show me on my phone how I can subscribe to your podcast?" And I was like, "Hmm." <laughs> I don't think this podcast is for you. So, I mean, I sort of warned you about it, but, mm-hmm. but I was like, I'm, I mean, I knew at that point, like, there's no way I can stop you from mm-hmm. listening to it. It's, I, a, it's, in, it's public space. I didn't listen. No, you had your, did. yeah, you had your, you had your, uh, your boy junior, your, mm-hmm. your patient slash roommate slash best friend. Mm-hmm. Listen to it on your behalf. And then he told me. And that. you sent it to your mother. Uh, well, you didn't say that. <laughs> who's probably listening right now because she's subscribed, right? She's. 
she's my biggest female fan i think right actually probably not she's probably like i don't i can't believe this fucking guy right now Uh, yeah that was a really bad decision I don't know. Well, she said, oh, what's this podcast? So I was like, oh, yeah, Paul Bauer, the 3% man. and Or it's, it's called Come On Man. And yeah. he's holding a book. And she's like, found him. I was like, oh, wait a second. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the fucking cat's out of the bag now, so. Well, but, you know. It, it, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> the, all those podcasts are, you know, she did, Yeah. <laughs> well when we when it's free us and yeah. i have told her how you treat me and she yeah. respects that you know i think what you do or did before me and how you treat me like i mean what you did that's i mean i don't even know how to put that, that that's that's whatever you know it's like you know i i can't get like i didn't know you i, I can't get i can't get mad yeah i still don't hear about it you know? Right, yeah. So no one wants to hear about other people's pasts. Oh, but then Junior, <laughs> he gave me some dirt. I was like, oh, he did what? Dirty boy. He said what? Yeah. Well, yeah. the other the other um, thing. What do you I'm remember? Gonna go what, back, I'm going to go back to the leadership thing. Yeah. And it was talking to. Um, I don't know if it was Candyman or Corey. I'm going to assume it was Corey, but how? Don't take your problems to your woman. You know, that is a Corey Wayne thing. The, yeah. You need to be the rock. I think that is really bad. Mm-hmm. Only because um, if I can't be strong enough for you, mm-hmm. that's not going to work. Like, I, I I, definitely feel like if you're hiding, and I'm not saying you would hide something. You know, I'm, I'm not saying like you would keep a secret, but if you feel like you can't come to me because I can't be a rock yeah. for you as well, that's not healthy. Yeah, so so the way Corey talks about it in the book is it's not about hiding stuff from you. It's more about um, keeping things positive, not burdening you with my problems, and um, and trying to keep the relationship upbeat. And and so he talks about how like it, it, it in the long run. Women tend to get turned off when uh, men constantly come and just be like, oh, woe is me. Oh, my life sucks. Oh, I got this problem. I got this problem. And it sort of wears down. I mean, have you ever been around someone who's just negative all the have time? Have you met t- Junior? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, but, but I mean, so, I mean, it after a while, just, I mean, it can be anybody, though. It doesn't even have, like, take the whole idea of, like, a long-term relationship out of the equation. Say it's, like, your best friend Every day they come to you, it's just like, oh, my life sucks. Oh, woe is me. Like, after a while, you're just like, you know, you, like, the, the way they talk about it in the book is, like, the women at that point are have to be taken out of their feminine um, nature. They have to become masculine and put the pants on and be like, okay, well, this is how you solve your problem. Why is that a bad thing? Well, I mean, it's... If you're trying to maintain a, a polarity mm-hmm. in a relationship where the man's the man and the woman's the woman, mm-hmm. then after a There's while, strong women out there. After after a while, uh, according to the book, the women, if they have to constantly be put into that masculine role, start losing attraction for their man because they feel like their man is weak. If it's a partnership and you truly care about this human, that I think that's completely wrong. Um, if you care about this human and he's, or 
he or she is having an issue being their partner, you need to be there and be supportive, whether you are a male or a female. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to understand and help them work through their issues. I don't care if you're a dude or you're a chick. If you need to put on the pants, put on the fucking pants and help your partner get through this bad situation. Life is life. It's not sugar-coated. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to stop just because you don't want your woman or your man to be burdened. It's going to kick you in the ass mm-hmm. every single time and it's going to kick you hard. Mm-hmm. The important part of life is finding that part, you know, is finding someone, whether it's your partner or your best friend, finding somebody that you can rely on. I don't give a fuck if it's a male or a female. Mm-hmm. Everybody, that's part of life. You need to be there as a good person for somebody else, not because you know, you're worried about them not being attracted to you or, you know, being a burden, but it's because it's the right thing to do. You need to be there for mm-hmm. your significant other, whoever it is. Yeah. That's my thought. You're so fucking sexy right now. <laughs> we could make out right now. Um, I, yeah, I can see where you're coming from on that. There are definitely women though, that after a while, absolutely start, looking at their man like you know what you need to fucking suck it up and, and... that's what we call a bitch <laughs> I, I, I can get behind that <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah i mean there's there's definite uh definitely women like that and uh so i mean that's kind of that type of woman is really what Corey's talking about in the book you know women that will lose attraction for you if you're not their rock and they have to start becoming the masculine person in the relationship, they eventually lose attraction and move out. Sounds to me like she needs to grow the fuck up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... Life's not all... What is it? Flowers and glitter? There's also not a lot of... I, I think the, the, the amount of female Marines, you know, is a lot uh, smaller. It's a smaller group. Yeah, less than 1% of the world are female Marines. Yeah. So, I mean, you're sort of at a different level just... Just just because that... Oh, shit, girl. (laughs) So, uh, what else else did you talk about? uh, You were talking about plate spinning. I was talking about narcissism and plate spinning. Uh Uh-huh. Um... Plate, I mean, everybody plate spins. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm against, I'm not against plate spinning, but I've tried it before and that yeah. is, that's just not me. I can't keep up. Like, I'm just like, yeah. and then, <laughs> okay. You want a funny story? I think uh, I like, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I don't. I think I was like 19 years old and I know I was in North Carolina and this is when I was in the Marine Corps and, um, my best friend and I were uh, on the market and kind of like anti-guy. Not anti-guy, but like... Wait a second. Are a, you a feminist like Guy said? Oh my God. Guy thinks I'm a... I must be. <laughs> if the internet said it, it must be true. Um, and After this episode, people might think you might, you are. A feminist? Yeah. I've literally said nothing feminist. Okay. You, you disagree? <laughs> I mean... You know, maybe a little bit. What, what What do you think I said that was feminist? Well, just, you know, the whole idea of like women uh, happening to put the pants on and, and take over that 
that male role like that's kind of a feminist Why is that a male role i'm not saying it's a male role i'm saying it's a it's a it's a role a ma- as a good ma- human. masculine role i should say it's not a masculine role it's a role as a good human a good like a good person providing for another person that you care about it has nothing to do with sexuality or you know or whatever it has to do with being a good person what's inside your heart like it has nothing to do with male versus female just being a good person you know if somebody's down and out be there it's your job you care about this person fucking be there you know i don't think that's feminist at all okay for me but when you were saying like how uh men being the leader is or the idea of men taking a leadership role is toxic yeah that's kind of a feminist that you don't think so no, I don't. I think so. Why? Just calling anything, like, anything that men want to do traditionally like that as toxic, mm-hmm. that's, like, that's exactly what feminists say. Because she wants to help him in a role. So say say if you're tired one day and you, you don't want to make a decision. I can't make that decision. That would be feminist of me. No, that's not what I'm saying. So then... But, no, I'm saying specifically where you say uh it's toxic Mm -hmm. that specific sentence i'm saying is kind of a feminist sentence Hmm. so when i think feminist i definitely think of like 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 i'm thinking down with the patriarchy feminist no i'm not a feminist uh because I mean, the whole concept of that just is more of like a, an old fashioned, like 30s, 40s, male, standard male, female gender roles. And like most feminists are just like, no, you know, like. I feel like if I was a feminist, I wouldn't let you open my doors for me. Mm. You know, like I'm definitely not a feminist, but I'm a, a I am a strong woman who is OK with having a, an assertive role, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't plan on sitting back on the sidelines at any point in this relationship. Like say you have a bad day mm-hmm. and you need to vent and you, you yeah. had one a couple of weeks ago when, you know, you had to file some paperwork and stuff. And I sat there and I listened and talked and, you know, Oh I yeah. I was definitely like there, but I don't think that was feminist of me. I was trying to support you, you know? Um, but usually stuff like that too, if I'm like bringing it to you, I also try to, uh, like taking, like, I, like I'll, 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 I might, you know, mention that, that there's something I'm working on there, but I try to, uh, put a positive spin on it. Am I allowed to say the situation? Uh, yeah. The guys on the page, all know about okay, it. Okay. So, t- so when I, when I, um, kind of, we'll say take the lead. Okay. And I was like, okay, I've got a lawyer. Let me contact him, see what we can do. Was that feminist? No, that was helpful. That's kind of that's kind of my point. Like, yeah. you know, like I don't I don't see it as feminist. I, I see it as a partnership. Like, sure, you know, you know what I mean. So I I don't see myself as a feminist at all. Like I I um I'm definitely like there are things I can't do. There are things you can't do. You know, like I I just um. I'm a strong woman. I know what I am and I'm not capable of. I'm really good at opening pickle jars. 
You can open my pickle jars. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I actually hate opening jars. I have to like place a towel over them and then I'll have Junior hold it. Uh-huh. And then because he he kind of shakes a little bit, mm-hmm. so he can't really open them. So I have him like hold the bottom and I'll try to twist the top. But if you want to open my pickle jar or reach for it at the highest thing. Yeah, can, I can do that too. You could definitely do that yeah, for me. Yeah, for sure. That's mm-hmm. so, so, what a man does. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Do it to it. So, oh, but going back to plate spinning, so we sort of went off on a tangent there. <laughs> so you were saying, like, so you were saying how you couldn't do it. It's hard to keep things straight. And um, and I told you how I thought it was actually easier. Mm-hmm. The reason why I feel like plate spinning um, in an initial, like when you're, you're not serious with anyone yet, you're just like initial dating, you know, chemistry test type stuff. Mm-hmm. When you're in that situation and you're not supposed to be texting all the time, that's one of the things the, the book talks about as well, because uh, especially like early on in a relationship, like when you're just starting dating, a lot of guys like over text mm-hmm. and it ends up killing the attraction too. like women get like really turned off. A lot of guys come across as needy when they're over texting, like in, in the beginning I, I de- yeah, so I would agree with that. As far as, like, over-texting, like, I would definitely say that's a huge turn-off. However, a hope your day is going well is definitely, ex- I feel, like, acceptable. Because, like, I, you know, I had told you, remember, uh, it was, like, the night before our first date. Yeah, I hadn't I texted like, you. I thought you ghosted me. Yeah. And I was, and you're like, you know, no, I don't ghost. And I was like, huh. And then you, um... And then you thought I was going to stand you up the next day. Because you weren't there. <laughs> yeah, you got there ahead of me. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, and then I so ninjaed my way in through the back door. Did I tell you what I told the, the waitress? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're about to watch me get stood up. Well, I said ghosted. Or ghosted, yeah. <laughs> She's like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I just got ghosted. And then she leaves and then, you know, to go get my beer. And then here you come walking up. And I was like, oh. Uh-huh. I was, and then she comes back. I was like, I didn't get ghosted. <laughs> she laughs. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, you still thought I was ghosting you? I was like, Well, kind of. I'm a man of my word. You should know by that. that oh, I know it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's one. That's one challenge that the book uh, gives us is you know like we're supposed to I... not text so much. Like once you set that date, you're supposed to get off the get off the phone, and. One thing that I do, and I talk about it on the podcast a lot, Corey Wayne does not like it, but I confirm. So, like, I texted you the night before, and I said, so we're still good the night before. Or, you know, I said, we're still good mm-hmm. for CB's tomorrow night. And you're like, uh, yeah, shit, you know. But the reason why I do that is because his plan, I find, is doesn't always work. You know, like, when you, you set that date and then you don't talk to someone, uh-huh. they almost always feel like they're going to get ghosted. And then oh, yeah. that, then you get flaked on a lot. There's guys on the page, they get stood up. And, um, so I follow, there's a YouTube channel called, uh, how to beast. And there's, uh, his, there's another YouTube channel by a guy named Dave Parada. And they both say, do the con- confirm, confirm method mm-hmm. where you text the night before. And if she doesn't reply the night before, well, you've been ghosted and then you just don't waste your time because you don't have to go out to the bar because you know she's not going to show up. Right. So 
anyway, you showed up, I showed up, mm-hmm. and here we are. So I, I definitely see why you did what you did. However, I did not like the not like saying hi because it definitely was like, you know, it's like you disappeared. You know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I was like, you know, and then you're left wondering, is this guy still interested? Is he, one uh-huh. of those, you know, is like, like, oh, he's too busy for like a 10 second text. And then, you know, so it like, to it, me, it's, it's almost like a game that you're playing, you know, starts, um, and it's not a game, but, um, but it does. It makes you wonder about me, right? Like, what, but, but what, not in a good way. But you're like, like what's he doing? Is he going to ghost me? Like, what's, you yeah, know, and but, that's not a good thing. Like for me, I was like. And then, like, when you when you text back, I was like, I was honestly kind of, you know, I, I was excited, but at the same time, I was like, should I honestly still go? I mean, he clearly, like, I, I, it always felt to me like you were uninterested. No, you know? no. So, like, I, I mean, I just, I never expected. I'm also pretty busy. I have this podcast. I have my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my job that like is, although it's flexible is not as flexible as yours like i thought my job was flexible i was like my job's so fucking flexible it's not like i have shit to do in the evening sometimes i have like deployments at night because i work in it yeah so yeah i'd like i'm you know i can't can't be texting all the time so no i get that but um and like I definitely wasn't expecting like oh text me all day every day I need to know what you're doing mm-hmm. you know when you wake up when you're eating when you go to bed but like so there- hope your day is going well or hope you've had a like even like hope you had a good few days mm-hmm. and then like like a check in yeah like yeah. hey you know excited to meet you or like just anything and then but you know that t- and then the, that text the night before we went out. Yeah, you know, I was like, oh, he's alive, you know? <laughs> like, uh-huh. And then so, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's another book that I've read a bunch of times too called Atomic Attraction. Okay. And they give, uh, they give, they actually cite psychological studies done by various universities. They also do case studies mm-hmm. where it's actual uh, people have are in these situations, uh, but they change their names, mm-hmm. you know, to protect the innocent. And they talk about uh, some of this. So one of the, one of the examples they give in that book is uh, this gal gets, I think, like two different numbers okay. from two different guys she meets at like a convention or something. I can't remember exactly. And one guy immediately texts her the next day and he's like, hey, good morning, beautiful. And weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and she's like, oh, hey, what's going on? And the other guy doesn't doesn't text her and this other guy is like just becomes super predictable you know he's he texts every morning every evening same time you know like how was your day stuff like that right and mm-hmm. and he becomes predictable and the late like she appreciates it like oh this is really nice but then she starts wondering like what the hell happened to phil like phil i gave phil my number and i haven't heard from him mm-hmm. and then like phil finally texts her like that like on friday and she had a date set with the other guy that's like predictably texting her all the time. Mm-hmm. But and she but the whole time she's wondering about Phil. Like, why isn't Phil texting me? Why isn't Phil texting me? And so then when Phil finally texts her and he's like, hey, um, you know, I'm back in town. Like I was out out of town for a few days. You want to get some drinks tonight? 
she had a date set up with the guy that predictably texts her, mm-hmm. but she was like, I can't get a hold of Phil, like Phil, like almost never texts me. If I don't take this, I better do it. So she rescheduled with the other guy to go out with Phil. Hmm. See, I, I would do the exact opposite. I would yeah. go out with predictable guy because he put in the effort, even though he is annoying, you know, like I'd be, I'd still go out with annoying dude. Um, but yeah, but would you be with him long term? Cause you already think he's annoying. Probably. Well, no, probably not. I probably would have said, Hey, you know, you know, let's, let's just be friends. Yeah. I'd friend zone him. And, but you know, <laughs> Phil clearly has, you know, too busy of a schedule for me and can't even send a five second text. And she was wondering about it. I wouldn't give him the time of day either. No, I, mm. so, I would not cancel on somebody guy. who is, who is genuinely thinking about me and making an effort to talk to me. Even if it was annoying, mm-hmm. rather than a guy who can't even spend five seconds to say. But just to clarify, you would still friend zone him. Oh yes, friend zone, <laughs> but not go on a date with Phil. Yeah, Phil would get zero attention whatsoever. So at least see friend the, zone guy gets attention. See the mistake that Phil made in this scenario is that he um, waited way too long to set the definite date with you. He waited an entire week. Which you're like, what the fuck is that all about? But if he waited three days. And- Even if he had just said hello. like mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, hope your day is going good. Yeah. You know, if he really was out of town. Hey, out of town. Talk to you when I get back. Um, hope I get to meet you. And then you wouldn't talk to him until he got back. That would be a different story. That would be a different know? story. See, like, I think what Phil would should do. In that situation is get your number, mm-hmm. maybe wait uh, three days, be like, hey, what's going on? Been busy because he's clearly busy. That's why he's like, he's jet setter, obviously mm-hmm. flying around the country. Says, hey, uh, and then try to set that definite date with you, but no more than like four days out because any longer than that and then not texting you between then, then you're he's just being a dick. And then he's, then you're clearly going to flake on him. But if it's like within three or four days and he doesn't text, it's not as bad. Hmm. I don't know. But like you, I don't flake on people. Yeah. So, you know, if he sets the date, yeah. even if I go to this place and he's not there, you know. You'd still show up. I, I would, I would at least yeah. show up, you know, but and then tell the waitress, <clears throat> watch this. He's going to. He's got a ghost. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Well, I did get a laugh out of her. So she's like, oh, I was like, yeah, does that mean I get a free beer? She's like, ha, ha, ha. I was like, okay, that's enough. No. no. <laughs> but I, I tried. I get an A for effort on that one. But honestly, yeah. I, because I don't even remember how long it was. It was, was it a week before we? No, I didn't wait that long. It wasn't I don't, I, I never set dates more than four days out because People flake. Yeah, so I don't I don't remember exactly how um, how long it was, and when you obviously when you confirmed that night before I was going to go, but I I was really unsure mm-hmm. how everything was going to go because you were so um, absent, you know. So, but things turned out great. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, so one other thing uh, 
I wanted to bring up from your dry run episode, and then maybe we'll we'll wrap up. Is um, one of the things that I, I actually thought was fascinating because you were like, I mean, we've already talked about how you you probably got uh, Rolo Tomasi mixed up with Corey oh, Wayne. Excuse me, Mister Sosivitz, Candyman. Mister Candyman, mixed up with with Coach Coach Corey Wayne. And, uh, but the funny thing is like the whole time you're talking about like, oh, it's this whole thing's narcissistic and it's garbage and blah, blah, blah. But you're like, that was the plate spinning thing. Uh, well, it was all of it though. But you're like, but Mr. Slusum doesn't do that. He's like nice to me. Like he smells my hair and he listens to me and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and I was sitting there listening to that episode going, that's all the 3% man stuff though. Like yeah, I got them backwards. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So all the like. One of the things that Coach talks about in the book is like he explains like how to properly like listen to your woman mm-hmm. and like understand what she's saying because a lot of guys uh, zone out, mm-hmm. they don't listen. You know, you say something and then like ten minutes later you say it again. And the guy's like, "Huh? What? When did you say that?" And you're like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> right? Like Coach is like that will fucking kill a relationship. Like you need oh, yeah. to like. He talks about uh, giving to your woman, being present for her, how she wants you uh, in her presence and, you know, stuff like that. He's like, when when you're in a relationship and she's like, you know, she's really into you, like she wants, Attention. she wants you all the time. Like she wants your presence all the time. And so like you have to give that to her and like be present. Mm-hmm. And he talks about like opening doors and being a gentleman and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, um, so I, I definitely believe in giving people space, but I, I can definitely identify as well with wanting you around or like wanting a, a presence of you. Like, mm-hmm. um, so, and like, that's why like, I'll text you stupid things like, oh, like I'll text you like pictures of my busted knee or something like that. Like, look at this bruise. Like, you know, yeah. like just, and it's not even because like, you know, like I'm trying to show off my scars, even though I do show off my scars. Cause I do do my own. You stunts. do your own stunts. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. but it's like, I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy having your attention. So I definitely can agree with that. So, yeah, I, agree. I mean, it's, I mean, uh, so the, so some of a lot of the stuff in the book is about um, some of it's like on like how to pick up women, like how to like cold approach women. Cold approach. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So um, like like you you're at a bar mm-hmm. and a woman's there by herself and you go up and chatter up. That's did cold, you, cold approach. Did it hurt when you found? Yeah. Like that shit. Well, they don't. He doesn't tell you to do any stupid lines. Like you should. You feel it would be funny. <laughs> you feel like you feel it to do some lines. You could literally start people watching, like, "Hey, read this book," and then you take your. I'm gonna do it to Junior. <laughs> yeah, just no. kidding, Junior. I love you. I know you're gonna listen to this eventually. You no, can punch so, me later. so one. Um, no, Corey's Corey's book's pretty good about the cold approach stuff. I feel like Dating Essentials for Men is even better because they talk about uh, testing for interest. Is so, that 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 shit test you're? No, no, no. About? Women shit test men. Men test for interest. So women te- like do a shit test to test to see if a man has their shit together. It's actually like we we talk about on the page how uh, we actually 
want women to shit test us because if a woman's shit testing you, there's some interest level there. I don't think I've shit tested you once. Have I shit tested you? Mm, just listening to my podcast and sending it to your mom. No big deal. That's a, that was a shit test. I don't know. I don't know if you meant it to be, but <laughs> that was kind of on accident. That's that's the god honest truth. Like, no, it's okay. So, like, but but yeah, I mean, so um, so w- some women um, actively will try to like they know what they're doing. There's sometimes like women will do it inadvertently. And so they don't when even you say shit test, are you talking about the games women some, play? Some, like, so some games, yeah. So my best yeah. friend will literally do this. So mm-hmm. I think I know what you're talking about. She'll be like, you know, I don't even, she'll like literally set her boyfriend up to fail and then see how he reacts Yes, to it. yep. Is that what you're talking that's about? An, oh, okay. That's an okay. absolute I, fucking shit test I right there. I don't do that. That's not. I, I feel like that's pretty shady. So, so, I don't shit test you. So like a simple one that was given in, I think, I think 3% man. Um, yeah. yeah. Is a big one. No. Um, one is I'll like, okay. So Corey says in the book, there's a story about how like a woman might say, what's your favorite color? And the guy will be like, oh, my favorite color is blue. And then a girl might say, well, my favorite color is red. To see if a guy will change his mind, you know. That's stupid. You can't make somebody change their. But 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 a but a guy who's not centered, not in his like, I don't know, like in control of himself. Try trying to get a pair. He does need to get a pair. Exactly. He's a ninety-seven percent man. (laughs) He will um, change his opinion to try to impress the girl. So he'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think actually now I think about it, red is my favorite color." That's a little subtle shit test that some women might do. I'm dumb. But I mean, like if, if, if I did that though, right? Like if I, you asked me what my favorite color is, I said green. We, we have the same favorite color. Right? Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> but uh, no, I said, so I said green and you're like, well, I kind of like blue. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, no. I think, yeah, no, I think blue is my favorite color. You'd be like, you're a pussy. Get the fuck out. That's what <laughs> I, you would say. Not exactly like that. Well, I mean, like I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> <laughs> um... So speaking of a shit test, um, this is actually kind of a funny story. I thought it was hilarious um, because she was that much of a bitch to do this to this poor man. And he's kind of a simpleton. So she'd be like, hey, we need fucking paper towels or whatnot. whatnot." And if it was his turn to go to the grocery store, she literally writes out a list for him, you know, which is because he he won't think about it off the top of his head. Mm Mm-hmm. But then before he leaves, she would say an item that he needed to get and not put it on that list. Give him the list and then yell at him for not getting that one item that she didn't write down, but but physically told him. I was like, well, that's fucked up. Just write it down. Like, you know, he's going to forget. Yeah. You're setting him up for failure. Like, that's not fair. Yeah. So is that. That's a that's a fucking shit test for sure. It's a shitty, shitty shit shit test. So when I say um, men test for interest, one of the things that Corey Wayne talks about in his book that's like a simple one is um, on a cold approach, Mm -hmm. a guy will walk up and say, hi, how's it going? What's your name? And you'll be like, I'm Marine Corps chick. No, I'd be like, I'm the certified badass of Delta County. (laughs) So, but the thing is, when I go, hey, what's your name? And you go, I'm the certified badass of Delta County. 
and then you don't ask me my name, that means you're not interested in me. You don't. Or she's really selfish and wants you to ask more questions about her. I don't know, but you, either way, it's not worth your time. So, <laughs> also true. But but if you go up to a, if you go up to a woman and you're like, oh hey, you know, nice day. How you know? What's your name? And you're like, oh, I'm Marine Corps chick. What's your name? Okay, now you're there's there might be a little bit of interest there. So now I can proceed to like the next level of you know conversation. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, like you just keep sort of testing for interest. Usually in that second um, round of testing and bantering, like if you're taken by Mister Slusive, for example, mm-hmm. um, you would you might like a women might subtly bring that up, be like, oh well, <laughs> you know, like I was just out shopping the other day with Mister Slusive and blah blah blah, and then you know, okay, well she's taken, and then you just sort of politely bow out of that conversation. Mm-hmm. But if she doesn't bring any of that stuff up. And she's giggling at your stupid jokes and stuff like that. Then you go to like the next level, which is to tell her to do something. Usually it's give me your number or meet me at this place at this time. Actually, you literally did that, which was the strangest thing ever. Like I, I, so. Oh, I did on the dating app. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Hey, give me your number. I was like, that's super aggressive. I got that from Dating Essentials for Men. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. But I was, I was, I wasn't sure whether to be creeped out or like, kind of like, like, hmm. Like, he's assertive, I guess. He knows what he wants. And he he wants my number right now. It definitely kind of um, threw me off because it was so abrupt. I was like, okay. And, um, it doesn't always work because, like, you know how you talk about how some of these principles you don't agree with? Mm hmm. Um, my boy, my boy, Luke, you know, of Luke, uh, London dude, right? Um, yeah. Bristol. Bristol. Yeah. Different Different city. London is the, is a city in England. So is is Bristol. It's like a whole entity. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, yeah, yeah. No. So he's from Bristol and he, he sent me a, a, a a screenshot of a gal that he was setting a definite date with. Mm -hmm. And he said, meet me at this place at this time on this day, like we do. Mm-hmm. And she was like, don't I get a say in what, where we're going? And, and then he went back. He said, well, meet me at this place. And if we hit it off, then you can pick the next place. And she goes, I think that's bullshit that you're just, you don't even take into consideration my blah, blah. And he was like, all right, that's this what is I done. would call feminism. Yeah. Like, yeah, this, that's a bitch. Key, that's yeah. a bitch move. Like yeah. if he's, gonna take no that's bitchy sorry luke she's a bitch yeah move on yeah luke agrees <laughs> what the fuck yeah that, uh, that, that's, that's that's upsetting to me that's kind of the shit we run into on the dating circuit just uh oh, believe me i know yeah you, you should hear some of the weird there's some dude. fucking creepy 97 percenters out there I don't even want to tell you that story. That one, that one scared me. We can take that one offline. I did tell you, um, about the guy who chased me around the car. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And someone like in the parking lot of Walmart. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? That's, that is fucking crazy. I did tell you that story. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I wouldn't do that to you. I would open the door for you. You do open the door. Then I'm stuck in the car, but I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
Marine Corps chick, usually uh, when I have someone on, the last thing I ask them is, what does being a 3% man mean to them? I'm not a man. I know. So I, I'm going <laughs> to ask you. So I, I explained to you that uh, the concept of 3% man is that only 3% of the world's male population understands women. That being said, what's a 3% woman mean to you? Uh. <laughs> Well, okay, that's an interesting curveball. Um, I do that. You do do that. <laughs> um, well, I, w- I would definitely say that it would probably have to be some of the topics that we talked about tonight, like being able to be that that essential partner, you know, somebody that's okay with not taking the lead, but, you know, but like being comfortable if you're needed to be able to take the lead, being able to be a rock for your partner, you know, um, not, or, and making sure that, you know, he's as taken care of, you know, as he's taking care of you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like a partnership, has to be a partnership. not one person yeah. on a pedestal. Yeah. They're both so, on pedestals on the same level. That's not to emasculate him. Like, I'm not saying emasculate the dude. Like, if you want to open my fucking mayonnaise jar, open it. I eat mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is gross, but you're opening let's, my let's agree to disagree on. You're opening my mayonnaise. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, and it has nothing to do with emasculating him. It just has to do with being able to be that other support because that's important in a relationship. You need to have that support system. And if you can't be that for him, then who are you? Just a something to pass time. You know, that's, that's not fair to him, mm-hmm. you know? So it has nothing to do with being a feminist guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you need to be able to be there for your man because he's going to be there for you. Mm. And that's, that's what a partnership is and that's what a relationship is. It is a partnership, somebody that you care about and that you want to take care of. And so the woman needs to woman up and take care of her man, you know, just like a man is going to take care of his woman. And that's what being for me, that's what being that 3% woman is, is not being that, you know, don't get me wrong. The, the shoes I wore in today, $300. I love being a female. I love <laughs> um, getting my toes done. I love doing my hair. I love doing my makeup. But I'm strong enough in myself that I can be that rock for my man if he needs me because I'm going to need him to be my rock. You know, a lot of people say that <clears throat> relationships are 50-50, but if you're only giving 50%, that's that's a failing grade. You know, so it should be 100-100. And, and that doesn't mean, like, you smother each other. That doesn't mean that, you know, like, you're texting all day, every day. Like, you, you're completely enthralled. That just means that you give, you give what you get. Like, you know, yeah, I mean, or not, no, that was wrong. I take that back. Um, you, you're both there to give to each other. Exactly. In every aspect, you know, one thing that coach talks about is, um, finding someone that you can pitch and catch with pitch and catch with. Yeah. I like, I like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's super important. Um, and yeah, so I, I definitely like the the fact that you're you were saying that you know let the girl be a girl. Mm-hmm. I dig that because I've definitely had to take care of a lot of people in my life. You know, yeah. so I definitely you're still doing it. That's your profession. That is my profession. I I love 
my profession. I'm good at it. Um, but I definitely enjoy, enjoy being taken care of. But in that same, um, in that same light, I want to be able to take care of the person that's taking care of me. So I want it. I, I, I don't want to say 50, 50, cause again, that that's, that's not fair. You know, it's, it's, a, it's equal, a, it's equal e- partnership. Yeah. Got it. So I think that that would be my 3% woman definition, like be able to be the woman. And that is a strong, you know, person for your man because he's going to need you just as much as you need him. I get it. I get it. So, um, I just want to say this whole episode was just one big shit test. Just kidding. (laughs) 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 No, no, seriously. I really appreciate you joining with me, um, for this episode and, um, and I appreciate your insight. I, I, I think I've told you before that we don't typically ask a fish how to catch a fish. We ask a fisherman, but I think uh, you're a pretty, pretty smart fish. I also am really good at fishing. You're a fucking great fisherman. <laughs> Fisher woman. Fisher woman. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Marine Corps chick. You're welcome, Mr. Susif. Marine Corps chick. Thanks for joining me, babe. We didn't mention it during our conversation, but Marine Corps Chick started her own podcast called D Squared 101, and it's available on all podcast platforms. I actually was her very first guest. In fact, we recorded that episode the same night we recorded this one. It made for a pretty fun date night, actually. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the female perspective on 3% Man and the Red Pill. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Come On, Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.